When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I'm Meg. You are listening to a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. Now, it is our usual day, but this is actually something of an emergency podcast following the news out of Gotham FC on Thursday. The statement posted on the club's social media accounts is as follows. New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC and head coach Scott Parkinson have agreed to part ways effective immediately. General Manager at Yale, Averbush West, and club leadership will begin a methodol- method- methodological process of identifying and interviewing a talented and diverse pool of candidates to serve as a head coach for the 2023 season. An interim head coach will be announced shortly. Scott Parkinson also posted his own farewell to the club, which began, Thank you to Gotham FC and Yale for giving me the opportunity to coach your team. It's been an honor. I gave my all to our club. To our players, I'll never forget my time with you all. Most memorable was us not losing a single league game and reaching the playoffs in 2021. It had been eight years since the last NWSL playoff for our club. We did that together. I'm going to miss you all so much. He also shouted out the staff, in particular assistant coaches Bevianas and Becky Tweed, and said he's excited for what's next. So, what does this news mean for Gotham? Is their season still in play? Is it time to move on to 2023? We decided to throw together a podcast today. I'm here, Steph Young is here, and we are joined by Jenna Tonali of All for 11 and Nets Republic, who covers Gotham FC on the regular and actually just also wrote a very lengthy article for Equalizer Soccer about Gotham's woes pre-Scott Parkinson news. There is a link to that story in the show notes. But before we get to our discussion today, to the rest of today's episode, as always, to show your support of full-time, plus get all of our women's soccer coverage and everything else The Athletic has to offer on our site and app, you can subscribe right now at theathletic.com slash full-time. Our best deal is always at that link. All right, let's get right into it. All right, let's, let's start with kind of initial reactions, because I do kind of feel like we're all in the same boat of like, this unfortunately feels like it had to happen. Yes. Yes. It, <laughs> I think it's felt like it's had to happen, honestly, for a few weeks now. Jenna, I don't know if you feel the same because I'm probably more of a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I My optimism is my brand, I've been told. Um, yeah, I mean, I... In, in that line of thought with my optimism, I, I was thinking, okay, they're going to go to Chicago. If they can pull out a win... I felt, okay, well, maybe like we can turn this around. And then not only did they lose, but I mean, you, you saw like Ariel's like pass maps and, and the XG on that. I mean, it, it was just, it, it was like, they might as well have just stood on the field around the goal and they would have had the same, the same results. <laughs> so I, I think, I don't know if, 
I, I can say it should have happened weeks ago, but I think following that game there for an organization that's truly trying to shed, you know, the, the past and move forward and have a strong roster um, and build out. Yeah. This, this was the right decision now for sure. Sad, but the right decision. Jenna, what I thought was really interesting is, so you had this whole article kind of about, you know, Gotham FC and their kind of existential struggle right at the moment. And it really reminded me of back when I worked for this woman's sports website. And one of my big long stories for that one was basically Boston Breakers and summertime sadness, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) really, but this is what I think is really interesting is that there are these echoes, right, of you have these teams come in, you think that there's there's going to be momentum. There was, I think, legitimate momentum for Gotham last year. Like, making the playoffs was not an insignificant thing. When you think about the history of Gotham and before that Sky Blue, I mean, living through that season where they won precisely one game and it was the last game of the season at home, like, the, the expectations, I think, for Gotham are now in a very different space than even they were that kind of 2018, 2019 into whatever the 2020 season really should have been, right? And so now we've got investors coming in. We've got like a very different NWSL landscape and 11th place suddenly seems like completely unacceptable, whereas you think about Sky Blue before and kind of where they were at. And it's just like, I think the the expectations for that team were in a very different space. And so I, I was kind of hoping that you could maybe walk us through the the main point of your, your article in this, like there's kind of this search for joy really at the heart of this team that's happening right now too. Absolutely. I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head and, and it was interesting. I was starting to write that article and in, in those days during it, um, we had the pregame um, press conference leading into that Chicago game and Caprice Didasco was on that call. And that's what she said to me. She said, we were playing without joy. And I, you know, during that press conference, I was like, that's it. Like that's, that's what's going on right now. And that was the main difference between this season and last season is last season. You saw the momentum, you saw it picking up, you saw, you know, maybe not the most wins. I mean, they had, they had not only the most draws of the year, but the most draws ever of any team in the history of the league. Um, so, and they, they clawed their way into that postseason. And, and yeah, you know, they lost in the first round, but I think overall the team was very happy with, with that success. I mean, the fact that the team was attracting big names, even like leading into the 2020, 2021 season, I think was really indicative of a team that was taking itself seriously, um, not going to go through with that underinvestment that they previously had. Um, and and you're exactly right. An 11th place finish for a 2017, 2018 Sky Blue. Okay, that was par for the course. An 11th place right now for Gotham FC with Sue Bird, Eli Manning, Carly Lloyd, like investing in the team. It's not that that's not what this organization is trying to be. Um, and I think that was also pretty made made pretty clear by Estelle Johnson in the post game after after that Chicago loss where I asked her about what is the identity of this team and you could just kind of like see it in her face and hear it in her answer that they didn't know um and that that's a problem Steph I know we have lived through the Boston Breakers experience but I mean honestly like I think there are shades of of Boston's kind of like grimmest days right where it really was like what what is this team? Like, what What are we trying to do here? 
And I'm like, am I the only one making that? As soon as I saw the headline on your story, Jenna, I like it was like war flashbacks <laughs> to the Boston Breakers. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right, it's like Boston Breakers. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. You know. <laughs> I mean, God, the darkest days of Boston. What a great title for a long read about the dysfunction of all of that. Note for later. Yeah. I think one thing that Gotham is doing differently, though, is can you imagine if Boston had pulled the ripcord on someone like Tom Durkin a lot sooner? So right. I think Gotham is doing something better there already. And then I think another question we need to ask is, is Yael Averbush prepared to do the same to the roster if they find that some of the players are also not working because the players have spoken as well about maybe a fractured locker room. I don't know how much of that falls on Scott Parkinson. I think some of it has to fall on the players themselves. There's leaders within this team. And, you know, to a certain extent, you can't place it all on the coach to keep 23, 25 people who all have their own ideas about (laughs) their own skill sets and how to play the game. So that'll, that'll be an interesting question. I like Yael. I think she's really smart. She's probably like the person with most hustle in women's <laughs> soccer by far. But can she match the hustle with some strategy? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of want to talk about this roster just because I think a lot of us were watching this offseason kind of being like, you know, to be fair, a lot of players are departing under their own desire to depart, right? Like you think about... I think the most impactful departure from this team over the past offseason is you have Kaylin Sheridan, who is arguably one of the strongest goalkeepers, not just in the league, but in the international game right at the moment, going to San Diego, who is currently number two on the table, but has been number one. on. Like, you can see that impact, right? Mm -hmm. And so you do, like, Gotham does bring in big-name players to replace her and also picking up a local, uh, you know, a legend of the NWSL and Michelle Beto. So... It's not like you're you're not bringing names in, but you're not replacing on a one-to-one level the quality of someone like Kaylin Sheridan, and that is immediately an impact. Whereas you still have players like Mitch Purse around, you're bringing in someone like Christy Mewis, right, which is a very big and I think good signing that in theory should change the trajectory of this team, but then we're not seeing any of this I think that's a that's a lot for Christy as well, though, because I don't know that McCall Zerboni is necessarily producing what the team needs. I hate to say it. I don't know if Naho Kawasumi, like, please, I'm that hurts to say because I'm I'm so I'm such a fan of her, like as a just as a person who likes soccer and likes her. She seems like a really nice person, but they have so many problems that I think it's going to take, like we said, y'all maybe getting a little more inventive over there with the roster. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think also, you know, I wrote about this in that Equalizer article that the, you know, Gotham last year had some incredible situational things, I will say, that kind of glossed over some of the larger issues, like Ali Long in the midfield. That was, that really, I mean, some of some of the underlying issues that they were having with that midfield were just solved by one person. Um, or, you know, their, uh, the opportunities on goal that opponents would have were solved by Kaylin Sheridan's <laughs> incredible shot stopping, or just kind of like 
her innate understanding of her defenders around her because they'd all played together for so long. And, and she even said in an interview um, earlier this year, I forget where, but that Estelle Johnson was her favorite defender to play behind just because she knew what Estelle was going to do, what she was going to do with the ball. And they had that understanding. So, you know, now you bring in, um, you know, Betos, Ashton Harris, who are both NWSL veterans have been in this game for a long time and have their own set of accolades, but it's not going to bring the same thing that Kaylin Sheridan and that back line were able to bring to, to Gotham and the Gotham force field, um, you know, as, as it became known, which I, I think truly was, I mean, luck has something to do with it, but it was just kind of like that team that had been through so much through 2018, 2019, 2020, and they had that understanding of each other and were able to able to overcome those issues. So now you have a roster where, you know, I looked at it, at, you know, after the offseason, I was like, okay, it's not so different. You know, it's pretty much the same starting 11. You probably have Harris in there, Krieger, um, who actually, I think, has been having a pretty good season for Gotham. Um, yeah. Um, and But otherwise, it's pretty good. But then you kind of don't think like, well, we didn't know about Allie, Allie Long's uh, maternity leave. And that combined with with just a few different moves can really shake up a shake up a locker room and, and shake up a roster. So it is a different team than it was last year. It definitely is a different team. Yeah, I mean, I just keep thinking about us being in the, the press conference room at Red Bull, Bull Arena, like going back to, to Challenge Cup, right? And kind of asking this question of like, where is this chemistry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like where... Where is the final product we should be seeing? And there was a lot of like, we're not panicking, right? Like, Challenge Cup. Now we get to treat it as this kind of training testing ground for for the overall project, and then it just never, never <laughs> materializes. And so Jeanette, I think the next kind of question is, okay, a like I want to talk about maybe what comes next for this team, but like, is the twenty twenty two season salvageable? at this point because Gotham has not played as many games as a lot of other teams. Like, do you try to maybe aim for that number six spot and make a run for it? Because we have seen weirder things <laughs> in this league. Yeah. The spirit last year comes to mind. Honestly, they, you know, they, they turned it around with those two forfeits um, and, and were <laughs> able to win the whole, the whole thing. So um, no, I mean, the optimist in me says, yeah, hell yeah. Make a run at, at that six spot. You got four games in hand on the spirit now, three on everybody else. Um, It's possible uh, mathematically, um, but something is going to really, really have to change and change today um, for, for that to happen. I mean, they need to pick up three points in in every game <laughs> they need a spirit-esque run yeah. they need a spirit-esque run in order to make it absolutely happen. Stuff, yeah absolutely. stuff what are you thinking for the rest of the season i don't know i was thinking like when the expectation is so low it's kind of easier to maybe maintain some coherence right and maybe you're too focused on dealing with trauma bonding <laughs> from last season like i say that completely in like not not a joke at all like it's yeah. sounds i think so there's a real stressful. place of love for gotham in this chat like yeah <laughs> we can all admit yeah, yeah. that of like no we want to see them do okay yeah and yeah. then this season when you know you've got some of your basic needs fulfilled your little hierarchy of needs you're starting to focus more on you know some higher level stuff and then you know that's where things are going wonky so you know when the only problem is you just keeping everybody alive, it's a little bit easier to kind of cross the finish line, right? Whereas now there's higher expectations 
And there's more moving parts to it. Like, okay, everybody's alive. Now they, you actually have to get them to thrive. And that's a lot more complicated. It's not a task I envy of anybody, GM or coach or locker room leader. So I don't know. Maybe if, if they start, I, I think even a moderately good approach here where someone gives them some consistency and is willing to maybe even rotate the roster and give some other players on this team a consistent, a consistent mm -hmm. look and like keep them in a consistent formation with a consistent a plan, they should improve just well, from that alone, right? Totally but, agree. Right. Um, but and somebody it, said it, uh, I can't remember which player said it in a pre or post game, but that they've had a lot of like shuffling around of their roster and they haven't had that consistency in the starting 11, which does make it difficult. So yeah, I think yeah. you're spot on. Um, and yeah, but is it enough for like a spirit ass run? Time will tell. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, so let's talk about who is the potential. I think there are two very easy candidates in terms of an interim, right? Because you have two assistant coaches in Becky Tweed and Bev Yanez, and the one game Scott Parkinson was not able to coach, I think the team looked better. <laughs> Breaking news, Bev Yanez comes out of retirement and becomes player coach of Gotham FC and gets them to the playoffs. Well, Christy, well, Christy Pierce, Sky oh Blue action. Right, right. That, I mean, the team has a legacy, right? So take the energy, run with it. Maybe. <laughs> Define legacy. We love a good story. <laughs> so um, said that, that was a good run from them in WPS. So yeah, that was legit. That was legit. I mean, I, I do think... I personally, I think, have been invested in seeing Bevianas like move up the coaching food chain. And I think, you know, there is kind of, I, I think about <laughs> Emil Pelbit stepping in in Utah, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. as a as an assistant coach, then interim coach and what she was able to do with that team. And I think it might be a really interesting time for, I think, if there is probably a candidate between the two, like Bevianas maybe is is the one where we would see that that bump but i think it will be interesting just to see who the potential candidates are i i do appreciate that you know it is august and there is no like immediate rush to be like okay we have to fill this because this is what happened the last time right and I, that's exactly what i was going to say i i like the approach that they seem to be taking where they they just announced that an interim will be named and then they'll have a new one for 2023 i like that approach um i think they it was rushed last year to to kind of fill that that position um so yeah i'm interested to see is it becky or bev is it somebody else entirely i, I truly don't know um, is it Carly Lloyd? Yeah. <laughs> guess, well, guess who's looking for a job because he just got fired by the Netherlands. I, 
Yes, I had everyone. That, was, that name was immediately in the group <laughs> yeah, chat. Exactly. I will put it that way. <laughs> I don't think he's leaving England slash Europe, but well, what if if it's only like a three month interim thing? Maybe. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little three month uh, vacation in New York. It sounds all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, just in terms of, I guess number one improvement that Gotham could make off the bat. I mean, stuff you kind of, I think, have already hit number one, which is consistency. But in terms of, you know, there maybe is a little a little time still to maybe figure out, can you make a short-term signing? Can you, can you bring someone in, potentially? Um, you know, I do think that the roster is going to need attention. I think the question becomes is, like, that's really more a 2023 project, yeah. right? Like, you're, you're basically locked in at this moment in time. But... If there is a, a number one need or a thing that maybe if you tweak it right now, we start to see results beyond the consistency of like, oh, wow, the formation stays the same. The the tactics stay the same. Like someone is actually in goal week in, week out. Yeah. Um, is there something that like really sticks out to the two of you that? It's hmm. a good question. It's hard to just boil it down to one thing that yeah. I think is the most pressing. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting roster in that it's so veteran heavy, but I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I didn't really have an opinion on it when it, you know, at the end of the off season in terms of the veteran heaviness. And I was like, let's see, maybe this is like the roster to end all rosters and they like pull it through. But, you know, now, now I think, you know, we've, we've heard from some of the players and, and kind of seen it playing out. I don't know if that's, the 2023 route. I mean, I would love to see some more development of younger players. I, I want to see the rookie of the year on Gotham next year. You know, like I, I would love to see something like that, some more development. And, you know, I think this, this club was really building up from essentially the bottom. Um, and so let's, let's keep that going. Let's, let's develop some youth players who, who stick around the club and, and make it a, a consistent playoff contender. Like I, I think that they could be. I was definitely thinking of how to solve this problem with a Gotham that still had someone like Brianna Pinto or even Evelyn Vienne, because I also think that as great as Midge Person, if Ianu Manu are, I'm not sure Paige Monahan is quite on the same page, you know, from game to game. But, you know, if you've got a Pinto or a Vienne, you've got a 4-3-3 out there, you tell Taryn Torres, like... <laughs> training day is over sorry kid but you're just gonna have to put it all on the line out there Jen Cujo step up like you're playing box to box now Christy Mewis you're allowed to like or I don't know maybe like Christy Flacco's been telling you to do all kind of weird stuff in yeah. kind of a DM role so yeah, Christy in the just, six Christy you just play wherever yeah. you want to go <laughs> right or like give Christy Mewis maybe a little more authority to roam or something like that and then just like consistently try to make that happen game after game can't do worse well technically you can do worse than you're doing now by one place but you know <laughs> there's not a lot to lose right like no, you, I, I do think like there is some room to just be like listen we're gonna try some things and and see or or give players like some significant minutes and try to get them if if we're gonna basically declare 2022 a wash like then we might as well get some development out of it and try to do specific things with players that we have and try to figure out if they are could be a part of long-term plans mm -hmm. um 
so yeah, I mean, it is it is going to be an interesting thing to watch, but I I do think you know, I think about that season of just endless endless losses for Sky Blue FC and that is that is gone. Like that is not something that you can like allow in the NWSL anymore. Like you could kind of get away with that for a while. Like people would be mad, right? But it wasn't it wasn't like completely out of the realm of possibility right. and now there is just such a different expectation around this team. And I think that's kind of like the big part of this is that to survive in the New Jersey, New York market, like you cannot be playing at this level. You cannot be at Red Bull Arena playing at this level. And that is now the standard, which is not a bad thing, yeah. but you've got to. Although you've gotta... I do want to make a Jets and Giants joke, but I won't. <laughs> Fair enough. Very no, but you're enough. yeah, but no, you're you're spot on. I mean, you're in, you're attracting all these investors. You're getting big names to sign with the club. Like gone are the days where you can win one game at your sack. You know, you 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 gotta you gotta not do that. Um, right. So you know, I think you know with Parkinson out. I mean, you know, great guy. Everybody has wonderful things to say about him as a person, but clearly it wasn't working. Um, and and hopefully, you know, it, it it's interesting to see a club part ways with a head coach for performance reasons, um, which what a concept I know. So, <laughs> so, you know, hopefully this, this is, you know, Gotham can kind of take this as like a, a restart and, you know, we'll see kind of what happens, but I, I think it, it was unacceptable to, it was that, that game against Chicago in particular. I mean that for, for a team like this is not acceptable. So. Steph, any closing thoughts? I don't know. What's Serena Wiegman's starting salary? <laughs> Is she looking for a break? Something like a new project, something? I don't know. Does she really want a challenge? We've got Eli Manning money now. I so. know. Check out that valuation. Do you think I mean, Serena okay, Wiegman I even do- knows who Eli Manning is? I do want to throw out a concept because I know that you were talking about Beviana's unretiring, but I do like Allie Krieger is working on her coaching <laughs> licenses. If we want to talk about current players that could toss their hat in a ring, Allie Krieger, player coach, would be. I don't hate I think it. it. Would, I think it would light the internet on fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. I gotta say, I, I mean, so something I saw on Twitter at the beginning of the season that. I had many in-depth conversations about, which, you know, seeing something on Twitter and having in-depth conversations <laughs> about, but was this concept of, of when, when Allie Long was announced as being on maternity leave or, you know, excused absence at the time was playing Allie Krieger in the six. And I was like, I was like, at first I was like, no, 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 no. She's a great center back, like keeper, keeper, keeper. But now I'm like, why not? Let's just see. Maybe it's awesome. Who knows? I mean, to be fair, she was playing a center back, right? And like playing a center back within, you know, training with the national team in that role. Like if you want to, she, I remember being in a mix zone with her and she just started nerding out about like entry passes. Like she's got the skill set. She was working specifically on like, how do you build out of the back? Yeah. I mean, I think of all the players on Gotham, she probably has one of the best visions of the game, visions of the field. Like I, I, I would, I kind of want to see it, you know? Jenna, you got it. It's a four-two-three-one. We're putting Allie and Taryn Torres in like a double pivot. We're gonna play three underneath Taylor Smith, who's gonna be like a nine player. Which I'm so happy to see her playing as a forward again. Although I thought she was a great defender as well, but we got, we got it. it. We, we solved, solved it. it. We solved it right now. That's it. <laughs> so Somebody actually, text, what's gonna happen is the three of us are the new interim head coach for Gotham <laughs> FC. 
Uh, As a committee. Yes. <laughs> right. Like the three fates. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Who only ever show up when something is about to go terribly wrong. <laughs> This is like, so my wife has been to precisely two women's soccer games in her entire time being married to me. One was the 2019 World Cup final, and the other was the only game Sky Blue FC won in that season. Bring her to every every game. Right. She's traveling with the team. Just bring her. All of it. She's got to be in the same clothes as yeah. that game. Like She's going to be seat. sitting at the top of the stands reading her book instead of exactly. actually watching the game. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. We just need the, the vibes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you to the two of you for trying to make sense of Gotham. I do think we solved it. Yeah, for so, sure. So, Yael, call us. We're ready. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> yeah, you know how to get a hold of us. It will be fine. We'll be fine. It will be just absolute chaos, but you know what? Part of the horse, yeah. At least you got a nice field and you're not playing on Segra. Oh, yeah. Next episode. <laughs> All right. On that note, and we're out. <laughs> Thank you to Jenna for responding to the frantic group chat message trying to get this podcast out today. And a special shout out, of course, to our Friend of the show, Courtney Stith, also a Gotham FC regular, our little press box crew down in Red Bull Arena, who had a meeting at the same time, but we missed you, friend. All right. For all things full-time, you can visit fulltimepod.com. There are links for all of the major podcast platforms in one spot, plus more information about the show. And if you would like to subscribe to The Athletic and support all of our women's soccer coverage, again, that link is theathletic.com slash full-time. My name is Meg Linehan, and you have been listening to Full Time with Meg Linehan. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Meg Linehan and my work at The Athletic. Full Time, of course, does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. From The Athletic, I'm Meg. Thanks for listening. We will be back with you next week. We've got a good one in store. Bye.